0: Episode 6 of We Speak Condo is brought to you by the best things in life, which are still free, with minimum purchase at participating dealers. In our first episode of We Speak Condo, we talked about a condo board of directors. In this episode, we dive into what a condo board really is. Today we're joined by Mark Bala, mediator with Condo Mediators, a specialty mediating service in Ontario. Mark's been on the front lines... peacefully resolving disputes in condominiums for many years. He's also the vice president of the Canadian Condominium Institute and was the president of the board of his own condominium for over five years. In this episode, we'll find out about the role of a board of directors and a property management company in a typical condominium corporation. Stay tuned folks, this one's gonna be riveting. Welcome to We Speak Condo. Welcome back for another exciting adventure. Accompanying us on our journey today is Mark Bala, and that's Mark with a C, the fancy way. All right, Mark is a chartered mediator from Condo Mediators. Mark's been practicing for about 16 years in one form or the other, and the company's been around, if I'm not mistaken, Mark, around seven years? Condo Mediators itself, yes. And Mark is based out of Toronto. So Mark, welcome to We Speak Condo. Please, tell us about yourself. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Ari.
1: It's a pleasure to be here. I'm a uh, person who's been involved in condos pretty much all my life. I've grown up in them. I've served on boards. I've been a condo president. I've worked as a law clerk at Ilya Associates, a condominium law firm, and got exposed to condo law that way. And uh, most recently, and for some time now, I've been practicing as a mediator who focuses on condo conflict management, specialty
0: oh, area. Excellent. Now, you know, because you mentioned Ilya Associates, they are going to have to pay a fee for that problem. <laughs> so we're going to tell Richard and Patty that they better cough up a little bit here. So, uh, But we'll probably have them on the show one time or another in the future. Uh, I ran into Mark the uh, the other day just to let you know a little bit. Uh, well, I'll let you talk about it. Why don't you talk about the person behind Mark, not the mediator, the uh, the elite athlete, <laughs> uh, the expert golfer, uh, the 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 uh, faster than faster than light hockey player. Go on, you tell us well, all about that.
1: Well, you and I met <laughs> at uh, the very first time I ever played golf, and. Uh, Thankfully, you're actually painting it a little bit nicer than I would paint the performance that I had. I almost took out Armin Conant with one ball, and he was standing behind me at one point. I'm not you know really Armin's sure going to have to pay for that one, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But uh, we, had, no, we had a good time uh, meeting over, over golf and getting to know one another. And then you were kind enough to volunteer to be the announcer at the Condo Cup Charity Hockey Game, which was something that I captained Team CCI. We played against Team ACMO, and it was really all for charity. And we raised over $7,000
0: for a great organization named well, Soldier On. Well, that, was, that was a great day. Uh, um, just so everybody knows, the uh, Condo Cup Charity Hockey Tournament, the inaugural first one, was just held a little while ago at the MasterCard Center for Hockey Excellence, where, uh, that's where the Leafs train. And uh, this was great great to raise uh, a lot of money for a very good cause, which is called Soldier On.
1: Soldier On. You wanna tell us a little bit about that? Sure, it's a Canadian Armed Forces charity that exists to help those who serve in our armed forces and former people who served in our armed forces, overcome mental health and physical issues through sport. And it was nice enough at the 21st Annual ACMO CCI Conference that took place on Friday, November 10th, and on Saturday, November 11th, on Remembrance Day, we were able to present a representative soldier on Mr. Bruce Bruce Matthews, who came to the conference with a a very large check for just over $7,000 raised. Mr. Matthews had won five medals in the Invictus Games. He experienced PTSD and benefited directly from the program, heartwarming to get to meet him and to to see him and to to see the the benefits that we were able to provide to that organization.
0: So as a chartered mediator, it usually means that you've got two parties that are disagreeing about something. Yes. And you're the guy in the middle. You're the sandwich guy.
1: You can look at it that way, sure. So
0: we have several different parties in a condo. Just to to describe for our our listeners that um, we have a, a board of directors, we have unit owners, we have property management, and on the, uh, on the outside probably trades or, or other, other service, providers, service sure. providers, parties, and then there could be also uh, government or uh, that could be an issue as well that could be involved in these things. So before we move on, let's talk a little bit about a board of directors. So we have a board of directors. Um, it has a—it's a fancy fancy title for a group of people, board of directors. Most people probably uh, have an idea that's um, a corporate idea, something like in business. We have a business board. Um, might be a little bit different in condos. Tell us a little bit about what a board of directors is for a condo corporation, as opposed to a for-profit money-making corporation in Canada.
1: Okay, a condominium's board of directors is basically the elected, representative, the elected representative of unit owners. Uh, think about concepts of democracy, think about the levels of government that we have. We often equate condos as a fourth level of government. So just as you would vote on a municipal level, on a provincial level, on a federal level, for people to represent you and, and make decisions on, on your behalf, the same concept applies to a condo. Every unit owner has a vote, and they vote for people to represent them by serving on their condominium's board of directors.
0: The different positions on a condo board of directors, do they have any special connotations, special responsibilities? Can you just make, elaborate what sure. are those different positions okay. and what's required? So
1: what I was talking about the unit owners elect directors, The board itself decides who the officers of the condominium corporation are going to be. Typically, you think of president, secretary, vice president, there can be different roles. The condominium corporation's bylaws usually set out specific responsibilities that that come with each role and how that works. But typically speaking, the board itself will decide from amongst their members who the officers will be. And sometimes it's the case that an officer doesn't have to necessarily be a director, but that can complicate things a little bit. More often than not, those who are elected directors of the condominium corporation who serve on the board amongst themselves appoint certain office positions, president and secretary typically being the most important. So so the president
0: is like the boss of the board?
1: Well, the president is an equal contributing member to the board, but often is such things as the, the chair when it comes to, to meetings, uh, the, the representative who speaks to the board, uh, sorry, who speaks to service providers or property management outside of board meetings on behalf of the board, but at the same time is just has just one vote at board meetings like every other director.
0: Now, the other parties that we have involved are management, property management, mm-hmm. which we're all familiar with. Uh, how do they dovetail? with the board? Where, where, where's the, where, does the board assume a management role? I understand in the, in the condo act that the board of directors is required to manage the affairs of the corporation, the condo.
1: Yes, the, the board of directors is asked by the condominium act to manage the affairs of the condominium corporation, but practically and realistically, taking one step back, the majority of condominium directors are volunteers. They, they don't typically get paid. You have to pass a bylaw to allow condominium directors to get paid.
0: Does that include like big fancy lunches at din- and uh, that, can be, that can
1: be arguable, and that's some of the stuff I see in my mediations. It's not necessarily cut and dry as to to what perks come with with uh, board membership. I think it varies by community and in the
0: culture. But essentially, hold on. What what what's the craziest one you've seen? I, I got to ask you.
1: Uh, I've, I've come across allegations of, of certain things involving favors that uh, certain directors are alleged to have gotten through, through management and other service providers and sometimes get sexual.
0: Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, folks. Uh, I didn't hear that word, but uh, th- this topic's going in a whole different direction. <laughs> we better get it back on track. Let's talk about the roles uh, of the board of directors in our condo. So a condominium board can only...
1: <laughs> Meet, uh, sorry, a condominium board only has power to make decisions at duly constituted board meetings. When you consider that the average director is a volunteer, they don't have these meetings every day or every week. Most typically, the meetings take place on a monthly basis.
0: I can see them being a lot more frequently if they're sexual favors.
1: Those are allegations. Nothing was proven that I know. That's part of the reason mediation is confidential, I think, as well. Not not naming any names, of course. Thank you. Um, So basically, the condominium board meets on a usually monthly basis to conduct business. Between those meetings, the property management company, the property manager, will carry out the tasks that the board has decided for them to do. Uh, I'll give you an example. Window washing say a condominium high-rise needs to get their windows washed, what will happen is the property manager before a board meeting will go out and seek potential service providers, get quotes, include those quotes in a management report that the board members are expected to, to read to prepare for their board meeting doing their homework. At the board meeting itself, they'll make a decision as to which service provider they want to go with. After making that decision, it's the manager's role to facilitate, to, to go and touch base with that service provider, to make arrangements for them to come in and perform the service, to schedule a date and time, to notify residents, all of that kind of stuff. So the manager
0: basically carries out what the board decides. Uh, so specifically, when the Act says that the, um, the board manages the affairs of the condo and then the board enters into a, a contract with a management company... Mm-hmm. The management company is referred to as the property manager, usually, Yes. and they elect one person or staff or whatever then to be the what we commonly know as the property manager. That's right.
1: And now the property manager is also referred to, I've seen a lot of times, as the agent of the corporation. So how does that work into the decisions that are actually being made and uh, approved by the board? Well, the property manager shouldn't really make decisions on behalf of the board. What they can do is help gather information for the board to consider, sometimes even give a recommendation based on their experience. But ultimately, it's the board that will make the decision, and the property manager carries out the decision that the board has made.
0: so that means the board has to be consulted for every little thing, so i we need to call a plumber to fix a toilet in the amenities. the board has the the board has to decide that. And the property manager has to go and get three quotes and for a $200 plumbing item?
1: First of all, management agreements differ. So the exact terms and the authority of the manager, well, you have to look at the management agreement to see how that works. Normally, when you're dealing with something that's on an emergency basis or that's relatively small, it's within the manager's authority to, to take certain steps. While realistically, boards can only make decisions appropriately and conduct business at duly constituted board meetings, often there are communications that go back and forth through email and the like where ongoing matters are discussed, but nothing is done officially except for at the... A monthly meeting.
0: Right. Okay. So I know that uh, in some instances, actually, probably in most instances, the property manager is given a discretionary amount or discretionary level of money that he can spend without consulting the board. Yes. So that's how they get it, I would assume. Often
1: for the, the lower items that don't rest necessarily require as much thought. That just As you think about just the daily operation of a condominium corporation, there are often little things that come up every now and again that aren't necessarily worth the time or the delay in having the board properly officially consider it. So what normally is the case is a property manager is given up to a certain limit of what they're allowed at their own discretion to spend, almost like a petty cash type situation.
0: Right. So I guess that's how... So you've got these two, two groups, you've got the board here, you've got the property manager here, and they really have to kind of work together day by day by day to run this big corporation. Uh, and it, it, we talk big corporation, it varies in size, mm-hmm. but an average size building, an average size building, uh, 100, 200 units uh, in, in, in a city like Toronto is probably running an operational budget about $1.5 million to $2 million. So that's a pretty sizable business in any stretch of anyone's imagination. Um, So the 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 board makes those policy decisions, protocol decisions. It uh, it makes larger directives for the manager to take on, uh, but yet the manager has a lot of discretion because he's got to take care. He or she, pardon me, he or she has to take care of. Uh, uh, the day-to-day runnings, yes?
1: Yes, and I think it's important to keep in mind that the exact function of management can differ by community to community. Based on what are the terms of the management agreement, what the community wants the manager to provide in terms of services, based on the skill set of the manager there and what they're capable of taking on. As you can imagine, somebody who's perhaps more senior and experienced might have a little bit more freedom than somebody who's relatively new to the profession. Uh, how long they've been there, how what kind of relationship they have with the board, what kind of rapport has been built over the years may make a difference as well. It's not always cut and dry, an exact set of uh, responsibilities that a manager has. It can vary by community based on those experience terms.
0: So how a board works with a manager in a harmonious relationship is vital to the running of this corporation. Yes. Which not to forget is homes for everyone and it's their one of their major assets as well. So we want to ensure I think that that the board knows how to work well with the manager, and the manager works well with the board. And when they don't, you step in? Sometimes,
1: sometimes I step in when there's infighting uh, with the board as well, when the board itself can't. There's get another away.
0: point, because these these uh, three, five, seven, depending on how big the board is, really have to get along with each other. Yeah, Otherwise, nothing gets done, does it? Or it
1: takes a very long time to get done. When you hear stories of board meetings that go on for three, five, seven hours, It really discourages somebody to want to volunteer their time to serve on a board, and it really discourages a property manager to have a kind of life when these board meetings often take place in the evenings and they're not getting home until 2 or 3 o'clock in the
0: morning. Well, I'm sure, Nicholas, you've been in enough board meetings, and I know I have. Um, We've seen examples of very functional, harmonious boards working like a fine Swiss clock, and then we've seen the cuckoos. No comment. (laughs) Well, I'm sure – I know in my case that one of the strangest board things I've ever seen were, is
1: uh,
0: instances of fisticuffs, and at one point someone threw a chair across the boardroom table. So, uh, yeah, we, we, we've seen a lot.
1: I just spoke about uh, somebody throwing a chair. When I talk about how managers and boards should get along, I like to use a quote from a professional wrestler. The Rock, in his heyday, had this catchphrase, Know your role and shut your mouth. I don't mean that directors and managers shouldn't communicate with one another, but I think that they should be very clear on what their roles are. Simply stated, directors direct, managers manage. You run into trouble when you have directors try to manage, or you run into trouble when you have managers that try to direct.
0: Wow, you heard it here, folks, from the mark. Can you smell what the mark is cooking? <laughs> Any episode of we speak condo interesting or informative please subscribe to the podcast by visiting our website www.citysitesmanagement.com if you want to have your questions answered email us we'll be responding to your love letters or hate mail every week thanks for listening